Anyone done one of these? Have you done it without the instructions? Hands up if you've done it without instructions. Actually, you know, I couldn't even do it with instructions. It's that hard. Just imagine that this is your life. All the complexities that make us a human being. All the, the things that we carry in our life, right? Sometimes it gets in such a mess, we, we feel we can't carry it. What God wants to do is help us make sense of our lives and help us find order and purpose and clarity. And he does it as simply as that. Then what happens is, he comes in and he helps us be a light for others. That's how it works. And all we have to do is say, okay, I'm willing to try. That doesn't mean say we've got to go to church. It doesn't mean say we've got to sell our house and give it to the poor. It just means it's a one-on-one relationship, a friendship with God. I'm not one of those kooky blokes. You remember, I was in the Marines. I was a magician. I used to try and watch out for when I was in church if they had a hidden agenda. Was it a cult? I'm in the Church of England. I mean, half of them are asleep. We can't even wake them up. So, you know, it takes us two years to ask if we can remove a pew. Never mind remove the pew. I found out forgiveness was something I really needed. Then I found out that I could have friendship with God. Now, the thought of having friendship with God was something which was absolutely mad for me. I never thought that was something that was uh, something you could achieve. But I'd like to show you this. Remember I spoke to you about free will? Just imagine this is God's heart and our heart. And... um, he, he will never force himself upon us. But if we invite him in, it's very subtle. Next thing you know, you're together. You're linked. And you're inseparable. It's as simple as that. But he never forces himself upon us. So the thing is, and it goes like this. Many people I, I meet think they're leaning on God, yet when they fall or something goes wrong, he's not there. See, a lot of people are familiar with him. They've gone to Sunday school, they go to churches, they've heard about God. I go to churches, I meet people I've been going to churches for 20 years. They can give you every answer, but they've never met him. I'm here to tell you about a person that I've met that I'm introducing you to him. So that with him, uh, let me just show you again. With him, if you fall, he's there. But don't be one of those people who thinks you're with God and when you fall, he's not there. And I'll tell you why. I'm not one of those guys that says, you know, this is the day you have to make the decision. It's not that. It's a journey. And uh, everyone, has, everyone makes those sort of decisions themselves at a time. It might be 20 years from now. It, you might never make it. I've been with people when they've been dying, and I said to them, have you ever thought about God? And they said, no, I believe in the trees and the fairies. And They do, and they say, I believe in the moon and the stars, and I, I'm not interested. And, and that's their free will, and if God's not going to impose on it, either am I. But I do want us to think, have you buried your choice? Have you stopped yourself giving yourself an opportunity to think about something that could really make a difference for you? Could I borrow a glass from a table? Can I borrow that, that wine glass? 
May I borrow that? Thank you, madam. That's very kind. I want to place it here for a minute. Have you ever had a beautiful uh, bottle of wine? And when you have a beautiful bottle of wine, what you do is you treasure it. Did you know that recently one of the most expensive bottles of wine in the whole world sold for £160,000? A wine, a good bottle of wine is something that is made. A lot of thought goes into the process. And when you get it, you drink it, you savour the taste, you enjoy it. And there's nothing better than going to someone's house when you visit them and giving them a nice gift, a nice bottle of wine that they can enjoy. And it's like God saying to you, I want to give you a gift. It's a relationship that will make, give you meaning, security, self-worth. And when you die, you know, you'll be reassured. You'll know where you're going. And you can either take it or you can throw it away. It's one of those things. The other thing about um, my experience is... <clears throat> A lot of people say to me, well, you know, I, I'm a good person. So when they think when they're good, they get closer to God, and when they're not, they get further away. But I don't think it's like that. I think it's when you actually know him, he comes to live in your heart, and you become one. Like that. And it's a different experience, being able to pray and say, God, you know, I'm really in a fix, can you help me? Uh, I'd like, uh, who would I like, uh, this gentleman here. So would you come up and help me, please? And um, who would I like? Uh, this gentleman here with a beard. So would you come? Would you come and help me? Come on, give them a big round of applause as they come up. Just join in. Just join in. Great, just join in. Okay, would you come on the left there for me if you can? And just come on my right. So now look, what I have here is I have... Uh, a ball, sir. So I just want you to have a little look at that. Would you just stand there for me? Just a little bit to the left, sir. Face forward, showbiz. Smile now, smile back. It's great, sir. Don't put your hand on your hip there, sir. There we go. Okay, move to the right a little bit for me here. Now, um, do you like magic? Yeah. Okay, good. And do you? Yeah. Okay, good. That's fine. And do you like me? Oh, yeah. Good. And do you like me? Yeah. Okay. And do you like him? Oh, yeah. And do you like him? Yeah. Okay, good. Give them a wave. Hello. Good, great. Give them a wave, sir. Hello. Okay, great. Now watch. I'm going to take a ball here, this ball here, and place this ball in your hand. Close your hand, yeah? Okay. Yeah? You happy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. Are you? No. You got his voice? Yeah. <laughs> you swap? Yeah. Okay, good. Now, actually, quite often, isn't it funny... Can I go to the toilet? No, you can't. Stay there. <laughs> What's interesting is, sometimes we live our life as if other people are speaking for us. Don't we? I'm going to take a ball here and place that ball in the hand. Would you blow? And when you open your hand, you have two balls. What do you look like when you get excited, sir? Is it good? <laughs> I'm going to take this ball here and place it in your hand. Close it really tight. Put the other hand on top. I'm going to take this ball here and put that ball in the hand. Would you blow? 
when you open, you have two balls. He's the same as you, isn't he? <laughs> Look, number one, number two, I'll place two in the hand, close it tight, put the other hand on top, yeah? There we go. And I'm going to take this ball and place it in the hand. Would you blow? When you open, you have? three. You have three. <laughs> One, two, three. Put three in the hand there, sir. Squeeze tight. What's it feel like? Two, three, four. Open. Four balls. Lift them up. Let them see them. Thank you. Now, look, place these in the hand there. Can you feel it changing? When you open now, take them out. What you have is two hearts. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. How is your heart? How is your heart? I found out you can have friendship with God. And the final thing I found out is that you can have a future. Now, I want us to think for a moment, uh, if we can, um, about uh, our future. Is anything you've, uh, most people, when I meet them in, um, in the church and I, I meet them pastorally and I go and have a cup of coffee, they often tell me that their dreams and things they haven't done. And I say, why have you buried it? Why haven't you stepped into it? No one's ever encouraged me. I've never felt safe enough. You might be one of those people like me. You've done lots of things. You've been pretty successful. But I bet there's things that you'd love to do that you've never done. And I found such a security in my walk, that I'm doing things now I never dared dream of. Things I never thought I would do. And I'd like to illustrate something for you, if I can. I've got four little silks here. Blue, red, yellow, and green. Now, we'll do it like this. Just imagine the yellow one is your life. The blue one is your family and friends. The green one is your potential. There they all are. That's how we live our lives. I want to get us to think about an extra added component. If God exists, if he exists, to include him. And what you'll find is, your landscape will change. And you'll start seeing the things that you probably never thought you could do in a completely different way. And they'll all be linked like that. Now, there was a guy driving in a car one day. I heard the story, you see, that when you come to have this relationship with Jesus, with God, that um, your life changes and, the, and your family starts changing as well. Things happen. So there's this guy in a car one day and he heard this voice in his head say, pray for your grandma. And he said, if, if that's you, God, that's, that's weird because my, my, da- my grandma's dead. She died at... She, my dad's grand, my grandma left my dad when he was three. So I don't know where she is. My dad's 70. She must be dead. And the voice said, pray for your father's mother. So he did. Six months later, it came again. Anyway, the day after, he got a phone call. His father said, you're not going to believe it. My mother's alive. I'm 70. She's 91. They found me on Jeans Reunited. I've got five brothers and sisters I never knew I had. 
would you like to meet your grandmother? So this guy said, well, I'd love to meet her, yeah. So he went down and watched his father meet his grandmother, his mother, for the first time. 70-year-old, she walked in, he walked in the room, and this 91-year-old woman hadn't seen him for 67 years, like Scylla Black, and said to him, you're beautiful, son, true story. I always wondered what you look like. And the reason why that's such a powerful story is it's my story. It's my story. I was there when my, my grandma set eyes on my father after 67 years. Then a year and a half later, she died. And because I was in the church, a leader, the family said, would you like to bury your grandma? And we're standing in all the snow up in Ipswich at Frinton. Um, and I said to my dad, why didn't you lower your mother into the grave? You'd only met her twice. And all that anger and resentment, dad, I'm sure it'll go, is do as a sign of forgiveness. Tell her you forgive her. And he's a different person. He's a different person. Anyway, I buried, his wife died. My parents divorced. His wife died. I buried her five months ago. My dad said, it's all mumbo jumbo, this church stuff. Even though you're in the church, I don't want to know about it. I buried his wife five months ago. And the next day, we're sorting our accounts in Brombra. Do you know Brombra in the Wirral? We're in the, in the building society. And the woman said to my dad, just an offhand comment, where do you think your wife's gone then? And I'm sitting with my dad who says it's all mumbo jumbo. He says, I think she's gone to heaven. And he turned around to me and he goes, I want to go, son. I want to go to heaven. I went, Dad, you think it's mumbo jumbo? He goes, look, my mum came back after 67 years. You know, my wife died and she had such faith and, you know, and hope that it wasn't the end. He says, I want to go and join her. So I said, all right, Dad, I'll say this prayer. And my dad was 70 and he said a prayer and asked Jesus into his life. He's a different person. He finds that even at 70, he's got a future. He's got hope. Just to finish, there's a film called The Matrix. Have you seen it on the TV? In the film The Matrix, it's about this. If you haven't seen it, it's about this guy on the internet. And he's typing in, what is The Matrix? His name is Thomas Anderson, and he goes under this name called Neo. As he types it in, a man called Morpheus appears and says, look, I've come as the answer to your question. You've asked what is the matrix. In my hand, I have two pills. He says, I have a blue pill and a red pill. The blue pill is really important because if you take the blue pill, everything you've ever known will stay the same. Nothing will change and you'll be happy as you are. But if you take the red pill, you'll see the truth. And as painful as it might be, and as difficult as it might be, it'll set you free. The truth will set you free. And he said, I'll take the blue pill. And he woke up in this like cocoon and realized that he'd been controlled by computers. And it was a difficult thing. But at least he saw the truth. I learned that God sent this person of Jesus... Someone said to me, well, you've never met Jesus on earth. I said, no, I didn't live 2,000 years ago. But I never met Napoleon. But I know he existed as well. But God sent this person called Jesus to come and take the sting of death so we don't have to worry about it. There was a guy driving in a car, and his son would die if he was stung by a bee. He was driving the car at 70, and this bee came in 
the car. And his son said, Dad, get the bee out, get the bee out, because if it stings me, I could die. I'm allergic to it. You know I am. And they were waving around, and suddenly the father stopped waving. And the kid said, what have you done? Why have you stopped? He said, it'll be all right, son. You won't die. He said, but Dad, you have the, where's the bee? And the father opened his hand, and the bee had stung him. He said, I've taken the sting for you. You won't die. Jesus came so that all the things we've done wrong, he'll take so we're right with God. So that our potential and our future is secure. And all the things that we worry about, the anxieties and the fears, will have a security we've never known. Every one of us is on a crossroad like with a compass. I've found that when I'm in deep water, Jesus is the compass. He guides me. When I'm assailed, when it's dark and I'm lonely or insecure, Jesus is the compass. When I'm, my wife's ill, she for two months before we were about to get married, a year and a half ago, she collapsed with an epileptic fit just out of the blue. I should have been worried, but I wasn't. I knew she'd be all right. Gives you a security, meaning you've never had. Now I'm just going to finish, but I'd like what I'd like to do is, if there's one person here that thinks, you know, um, Tim sounds like a regular guy, which I am, but I wouldn't mind meeting this person he's talking about. Then I'd like to pray for you and the rest of you. And really, I hope you don't mind if I pray for them, for that one person, because you know what. I've driven two hours to be here and I've got a two hour drive home. And in my heart, there's one person that wants to meet God tonight. I want to pray for you. And I can go back to my wife and say it was worth it. I've been away from her all afternoon. And if that's you, I'd love to say a prayer for you and for you to take this picture. This is a picture from Holman Hunt. We've got them all for anybody who wants to leave here tonight, one of these. And if you say this prayer, I'm going to say, I want you to write your name on there and the date so that you can remember the day you said this prayer. It's a picture that's in St. Paul's Cathedral and in Oxford. The original is in Oxford. I think it's in Mag... It's in one of the colleges there. Kilo. It's a small one, and there's the larger ones in, in London. And it's a picture of Jesus knocking at the door, but there's no handle on the door. And the reason why there's no handle on the door is he wants us to invite him in. And he comes up. And he knocks. He knocks on the door of your life. But he won't come in. Unless he's invited. If you say a prayer, you want to take one of these, we'd love to give one to you. And then someone's going to explain about the course I went on 15 years ago, the Alpha course. Uh, which I found really enjoyable and really safe to do. And you get a free meal, which as a bachelor was really important. So I'd love to pray for that one person. If you could close your eyes, and you don't have to, but just to help maybe that person that would like to say this prayer. And I'm just going to ask us, if if you say this prayer, just echo it in your heart. So it's, uh, dear, dear God, I'm sorry if I've hurt others, myself, and... Uh, Maybe I'm not even sure if you exist, but if you do, I'm sorry if I've hurt you. I maybe don't understand you fully or who you are, but I'd like to. Please help me have that faith to to believe in you. And uh, forgive me everything I've ever done wrong. Help me have a future beyond beyond my imagination 
Let me find my potential. Even if we're 70 or 80, we still have things we can do that make life worth living. Please help me know you. Come into my life by your Holy Spirit and help me live a life I've never known. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, you're technically what they call a Christian and uh, we like to talk to you and encourage you. Now, if there's anyone sick here, I'd like to pray for you because I have uh, a little ministry that God uh, always says to me, I want you to pray for those who are sick and sometimes people get healed. If there's anyone here who's sick or ill, I'd like to pray for you. If you know anybody who's sick or ill, maybe cancer, or they've just got a mild illness or a very serious illness, and you want me to pray for them, put your hand on your heart as well. So it's not just you, it's for anyone you know who's sick, I'd like to pray for them. So if any of you have got any illness of any form, put your hand on your heart. And if you know anybody who's sick in any way, and you want me to pray for them, put your hand on your heart now and I'll pray. Lord, I pray now for anyone here who's sick and I command in the authority of Jesus healing on on them. I command anything which is not of God to leave them and the authority given to me, I pray in his name, not by anything of me, but of him, that they be healed right now. I proclaim that healing in Jesus' name. And I pray for anyone here who's putting their hand on their heart for any friends or family or anyone they know who's sick or ill, I pray that you would heal them and restore their lives and bring meaning and hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much and God bless. My name's Philip. I'm one of the ministers here at Chipping Camden Baptist Church, and uh, I'm the guy who's going to tell you a little bit about the Alpha course. Over the last 16 years, we've been running this course uh, about God, and it is free, and you get a meal. You might have to listen to me for some of the evenings, but uh, we also have a time of discussion. So if you've been listening tonight to Tim, and you want to find out more about God or about Jesus that we've been uh, listening about, then come on the Alpha course. I'll be standing over there by the Alpha poster. We've got some leaflets, invitations, if you want to give them to a friend. It starts on Thursday, Thursday night the 11th of October, so a week on Thursday it starts, so you'd be really welcome to come along. Um, Over 18 million people have done the Alpha course worldwide, so it's quite a popular course. There's no pressure about the course. If you come on the first night and you you find out it's not for you, we won't follow you up, we won't ring you, we won't knock on your door, but we want you to come to find out for yourself about Jesus Christ because we believe that he can change your life. And we testify to that. So it's my 